0: Hello and welcome back to Pokemon Radio. We're your host, Derek and Ceci, and thank you for joining us for another episode of Professor Oak's Pokemon Talk. Now, unfortunately, Professor Oak is unable to join us because he is still lost. Aimlessly wandering the water routes of Hoenn looking for Cetopolis City. Which water routes? Because at this point, there are like nine thousand fucking water routes in too much water. Too much water is accurate. As much of a meme as that is, there is entirely (laughs) too much water. So where is he? We don't fucking know. He's somewhere in the water. So good luck getting back. I hope you can swim or have a Pokemon that knows surf. Good luck, kind sir. Um now let's get to our trainers. Last time we left our trainers, they were in seafloor cavern aptly named as this cavern at the floor of the sea <laughs> so let's do a quick team check-in uh, how's edna's team looking
1: edna's team is looking good after that mega training montage of last episode so um she has torkoal rosalind level 40 volbeat Theodosius, also level 40 soul rock fossil also level 40 Ellie Tropius level 42, Minin McClintock level 43, and our new best friend, Aristotle the Whalmer, at level 43.
0: Well, there was a little bit of training done on Cubages, and not quite as much as Edna, so uh, don't be uh, expecting the team to look quite as buff, but. You know, as an as, as Q just is, at least he can keep his Pokemon sort of on track. We'll start with the one-time-every-episode Buck Science FS Mudkip coming in at level 40. We got JF Kitty the Skitty at level 33, Area 51 the Sableye at level 39, Flat Earth Ninkada at level 31, Peter the Plusle at level 38, and Klimichich the Skarmory <laughs> at level 39. I think it's become clear at this point, Ninkeda. And Skitty are there to be cheerleaders, but they are fucking adorable cheerleaders, so we're just going to leave that alone and let them do their thing.
1: I'm, like, concerned that, like, not only is QGIS giving himself or, like, accepting the challenge of not evolving any of his Pokemon, but also he's just decided he's only going to use four. Like, you could use yeah. six, but yeah. why use six when you could use four unevolved evolved Pokemon? <laughs>
0: My theory is that at some point it's gonna bite him in the ass and he's gonna have to replace them or level them up. But maybe he'll get lucky or just realize, like, yeah, like fucking Nineta is not where it's at.
1: Right, mm-hmm. like JF Kitty the Skitty, yes, please, like hang out on the squad forever. But Nineta, like, why? Are the you way I know, I literally just asked this, but like, why are you still here?
0: The way I see it is that it's, like, the conspiracies he's not willing to let go of. Yeah. And the most, like, blatantly fake, obvious ones are going to be Flat Earth and JFK being re-like, necromanced back to life to take over the world or some shit are two of the most, like, bottom-of-the-barrel, like, obviously fake conspiracies. And that's why they're the lowest level, and he just refuses to let go of them. I If he replaces them on his team, I will see it as a moment of growth, which I did not expect to see from Huges at any point, but we will see a moment of growth. And moving on from his his ideas, from these theories, from Hopefully, whatever he's doing. Anyway. I'm not not, not banging on it. Now, we're going to go to Seafloor Cavern, which is, again, a cavern at the floor of the sea. After diving on Route 128, we do find this cavern. Um, and we assumed, so we kind of said we're at Seafloor Cavern. We don't know. There's not, like, signage or anything there. We're just assuming it. And, like, it has to be. It's a fucking cavern at the seafloor. Like, how many of these can there be?
1: Right. I mean, it's literally right there in the name. I don't know what else to say, so...
0: (laughs) Well, thankfully, we end up on dry land, because we kind of took a chance there. If you just go there and it's just fucking full of water, like, that's not good. So, got lucky, managed to actually find some air and dry land. Um, The cave does have some scattered Team Aqua and Team Magma grunts, which is phenomenal news, because that probably means we're in the right place. Unless they also got lost and went to the wrong seafloor cavern, which is not entirely impossible, considering how inept they are. So, we'll find out. Now... There are several different exits and entrances to each room, and generally they kind of get you to the same place, but you can kind of – I'm afraid a Q just – I'm afraid he's going to get lost. I'm afraid he's going to start coming up with some new conspiracy from walking in circles too long. I'm afraid all of a sudden he thinks we fucking have a hexagonal earth. I don't know what's going on, so I was not happy about it. Um, we do find a few rooms with those like strong water currents, which is very similar to those conveyor belt puzzles that we saw at Moss Deep Gym. And you know how excited I am to see those. Because not only is it like a conveyor belt, but you're fucking just stuck in a current. Like, uh, it's not my... I'm from Florida. Fucking rip currents are like the scariest shits in the world. I do not like them.
1: Yeah. I mean, definitely not safe. So, like, I guess either... Points to Team Aqua and Team Magma for picking a well, naturally defensible location for whatever the next step of this plot is, or alternately, like, what the fuck are you doing? You're clearly, like, not welcome here. (laughs) But to your earlier point you made, Derek, about all of the rooms, you know, generally leading to the same place, it was actually nice for once to not be able to... Get ourselves turned around because that has been my personal experience on all of these journeys is just we go into a cave and then we get lost because it's a cave that has, you know, lots of winding tunnels. And this cavern seemed more like, you know, we're clearly still like underwater, but it's in like one of those naturally formed caves that's like eroded from the bottom up sort of. And so it is, like, one big space, but, like, erosion just hasn't, like, leveled out all of the different connecting points of that one big space. So it's, like, okay, these aren't really necessarily rooms so much as, like, there's a giant stalagmite or stalactite. Probably might, but... No, probably (laughs) tight. I don't know. It doesn't matter. The point is... (laughs) I have to navigate How is around? Might
0: and Tite not the name of a Pokemon yet that are the shape of Stalagmites? Or Tites?
1: Um, And there's Magnemite and Magneton, not Magnetite. Yeah, yeah
0: Mike and Tite. Well. Hey, Pokemon people, when you discover something, name it that shit and like give me credit. Go. Are there okay. any
1: Stalagmite or Stalactite Pokemon? I mean, there are like bolder Pokemon, but I yeah. can't think of any that are like cave-featured yeah. Pokemon.
0: Not yet. See? Get I don't on know. That.
1: I also though just like so while I'm saying like okay great like this is clearly just one big space so it's not like terribly difficult to navigate I'm also like not happy to be here. Like we're never happy to be in a cave for sure. No, but like No, no. The like I'm sitting here kind of panicking about it, just thinking about it. Like being in an enclosed space under water, absolutely not. No. I'm
0: claustrophobic as fuck. I'm not right. a fan of it. And it's like at this point, I'm so tired of puzzles and this type of stuff. Like, I'm here to like see the world and experience new Pokemon and meet cool trainers and people. Not fucking. If I wanted to solve puzzles, I'd like, go play Zelda or some shit. Like, I'm not here to <laughs> solve real world puzzles. Like, I'm good. And like, what makes it worse is we finally get through this fucking current, and guess what's after that? A boulder puzzle. Like, that's that's what. Like, that's that's the worst part. Is like, <laughs> you the fact that I met. Team admin, with we ran into team admins, uh admins, admins.
1: <laughs> I cannot speak. Admins,
0: yeah. Admins. I <laughs> trying to say. <laughs> we we ran into Courtney and shelly with whatever the fuck their title is, and I was relieved <laughs> to see them because I was like, fuck it, we can get distracted and not have to do another puzzle for five minutes.
1: Yes, it was certainly like the first boulder puzzle was challenging and annoying and frustrating and then you run into either Courtney or Shelly on the other side I think Courtney for Edna and I Shelly for you and QGIS and it was almost like definitely an unhealthy response but I could tell for Edna it was like I'm so frustrated by these dang boulder puzzles that I'm just glad that I have an outlet for that which is kicking ass like in this Pokemon battle also like I went I think we only met Courtney and Shelly once, and that was in the Weather Institute. So it's like, where where are our boys Matt and uh, the other one? I don't know. Yours is Matt. I don't Them know too. what mine is named. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Them twos. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Either way, it's, it's bad. At no point should you ever be happy to see Team Awkward, Team Magma. So right. if you're seeing that, you know there's something wrong. So or anyone buggy. who's,
1: like, actively searching for you, <laughs> you to, like, kick you out and you think you yeah. think
0: but that's that's where we are so this is another boulder puzzle after you run into them um i know you mentioned edna was having some trouble with it i kind of just chilled in the corner q just was struggling not doing well so i said fuck it i recently bought a switch a, another switch just to have with me on these <laughs> fucking things because q just is fucking confused he's hopeless he's gonna sit here and run in circles i've given up helping him now i can sit here and i can just entertain myself new switch has a great battery life. I got like fucking 10 hours out of that thing and I needed every bit of it so Q just could figure this shit out.
1: I felt really bad. And I still feel really bad. But... So we do our first boulder puzzle. Whatever. It happens, it's fine. We battle Courtney. Whatever it happens, it's fine. (laughs) We get into this now third room that has a much more complex puzzle with a lot more boulders. And... I feel like you all know this about me by this point, but I'll remind everyone again. I, Sessie, have no spatial reasoning skills. Like, (laughs) cannot figure out visual puzzles. Like, if you describe something to me, I cannot picture it in my head. Like, my brain just, like, does not work in that sort of 3D space. And Edna really struggled here i think because i tried to help her (laughs) like i think i was making things worse and we kept (laughs) having to leave the room and then come back because of course the boulders like mysteriously like magically rearranged themselves back to their starting positions and after the third time of failing to figure out this boulder puzzle edna had to like sit me down and was like hey I really appreciate you being here and looking out for my safety and making sure that no harm comes to either of us, but I need you to sit this one out and just let me, a 12-year-old, figure this out because you, a now 29-year-old, happy birthday to me, a- can't figure it out.
0: <laughs> I do have to say, friend of the show and friend of you, Des, um, I guess friend of both of us. That sounded really fucked up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I meant in the context of your birthday, friend to the show and friend to us, um, was late in wishing Ceci a happy birthday, and was absolutely mortified. It was. She I, felt was, so
1: bad. When was she texted so, me, I was like, she set a calendar alarm to remind herself, and I was like, does it's, it's fine. It was so
0: funny. I saw her for the first time in however long today, and I had mentioned that uh, Ceci has the same birthday as my girlfriend's sister, so I was like, oh, it was like a coincidence this and that. And then she was like, what are you talking about? It was Ceci's birthday. And like the look of terror that I saw, (laughs) like stop talking, said no other words. And then just like started picking up her phone and typing, was not listening to anything I was saying at that point. Like looked absolutely mortified. Like, uh, I don't know about you, Ceci, but I feel like once you reach, once you get close to 30, like if somebody forgets to wish me happy birthday, it's almost like a thank you. Like you, no, don't, you don't I don't know I don't feel that
1: way. Oh. I care very strongly about my birthday.
0: <laughs> so I'm glad. I'm glad I want on Instagram to see that. Cuz fun Right. I, I like was...
1: also Derek, you are not innocent in this whole birthday forgetting. Why don't <laughs> you tell fair. everybody?
0: <laughs> to be fair.
1: <laughs> I yeah. wish myself a happy birthday from our Instagram account which is reminded <sighs> Derek that it yeah. was in fact my birthday.
0: To be fair, I was sick in bed all day. That was like my, I hadn't even left bed for the day. And I went on Instagram and saw that. I was like, oh shit, today's the 21st. I probably should text Sessie. So I actually do know the date of your birthday for like one reason. And it makes it very easy for me. What is that reason? Well, now it's doubly easy. So before I knew it, because you had my grandma's birthday is March 21st. So March and May 21st is super easy. And now Angel's birthday is March 21st also. So, March and um, May 21st is just, like, very easy to... I am
1: a horrible person. I actually don't know when your birthday is. I have it written down somewhere, but, like, off the top of my head... After all think... of okay. this... I know that you are older than Nick, so that gives you, like, a boundary of, like, July to September or July to October. I'm yeah. going to say August is what the month... No? <laughs> July? September, September, okay, September fourteenth.
0: Hey, that's that's a good guess. Look at that shit. Okay, you're good. Was that right? Fourteenth. Yeah, September fourteenth.
1: Okay, okay. See, like I told you, I had it written down somewhere. Just like off the top of my head is not there. So okay, well now. That's funny as
0: shit. Yeah, no, I actually, (laughs) I actually, I, I knew. Yeah, yours is too easy to remember because my one of my brother's birthdays is the twenty fourth. I believe it's on my calendar also but i get alerts like a week before one of my brother's birthdays and on top of my grandma and angel it's like yours kind of just falls in between all that so it's super easy to remember so yeah
1: i don't think i know off the top of my head anybody else whose birthday is in september so
0: yeah and it's I don't. just you jimmy butler jimmy fucking butler september 14th same birthday he was just born like a few years before so that's mm. exciting all right so cool. back to the topic <laughs> at hand happy late birthday because you're nine. I have a conspiracy for this this episode that I was going to say before, but we got off track. I am so excited for this conspiracy. These resetting boulders, I know exactly what it is.
1: Okay, So, go.
0: you ever had, like, anybody out there ever had, like, a little cat that just, like, you know what? They're living their best life. They like their kibble. They're getting a little round. They're getting a little pudgy. They, they like their food oh, no. a little too much. <laughs> I think they're either, I haven't figured this part out yet, either golems or geodudes that just got a little too into the rocks. Just ate a few too many rocks, got a little rolly, and they're just living their best life. But we're pushing them around, and they're like, hey, this is fun. And then when we leave the room, they're like, okay, now let's just roll back to where we were. I'm going back to my spot. And then we move them. Okay, this is kind of getting fucking annoying now. Stop moving me. But they're a little punched so they're just happy and resting up. So that's what I think they are. That
1: is not even a conspiracy at all. That totally tracks, because, like, gravelers and golems are round and large. Like, mm-hmm. that, I mean, yeah, like, and they look like rocks. I support it. And like, also, if shout you think out th- to my cat, Seb, that is a little chunky-chunky. Oh chunky. Just chunk. a little on the chunky side.
0: <laughs> like, not even lying either. Like, imagine being in a place where, like, I'm pretty sure Geodude Graveler, they eat rocks, right? Like, that's their food.
1: Yeah. yeah. yeah so, like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: imagine essentially being in a house made of your favorite food. Like, I'd be fat as fuck. Like, you wouldn't be able to get me out of bed at all, ever. I would just be, like, shoveling my house in my face. What would your face.
1: house be made out of? Oh
0: poke i don't know how that'd be possible or it would stay fresh <laughs> it's my favorite food. no ever. yeah
1: yeah think of something that like is structurally sound
0: <clears throat>
1: like you couldn't say ice cream unless you were in yeah. like yeah see my other something. favorite food
0: is salmon but that wouldn't work out well because it would go bad so fast yeah i would say like some sort of like steak or beef jerky
1: beef jerky would be good yeah oh you I could would just like say... strip down
0: the beef jerky like it's paint and just uh, Yep. yeah
1: yeah I would say cheese, but I need like a, a fountain of some sort also built in because otherwise the salt would be like a lot. But like, yeah, <laughs> definitely cheese for me. Same. Okay. With the- so yeah, so definitely I can understand like how these gravelers yeah, well, and gold well and. You've seen from Hisui and Legends Arceus, and I think Pokemon Snap as well. Like, that's how they get around is they, like, roll around as little, like, boulders. So They're
0: adorable. And, like, yeah. I will not – I'm not going to lie. Yet. <laughs> if my house was made of beef jerky, my sodium would be so fucking high. I'd oh, be yeah. dead as fuck. So, like, oh, yeah? good on them is just, like, for just surviving <laughs> at this point. So, like, I'm happy to see that. Um, <laughs> They're super adorable. Now, we finally make it out of this, and you can – Either go, respectively, there's a lava pit and a water pit. Uh, And as we're trying to get up to these to figure out what the fuck's going on down here, we think there's some legendary Pokemon hidden. Bam! Maxie and Archie attack.
1: Because, of course, they do. Because why they wouldn't knew. they? Yeah. Because, like, of course, um, if you're in a
0: fucking love triangle, then, like, shit's going to go down.
1: Right. I don't have any notes on this because we were so confused about what was about to happen and we're way more concerned about this like awakening of the legendary pokemon like you know i'm kind of in crisis mode at this point i don't have time to take notes on this like completely unnecessary and not at all valuable battle with uh maxi so like we beat him i say we edna beat him (laughs) <laughs> Not I. You were there for I support, there. so you did it too. Yeah. yeah.
0: Emotional support counts. I was just right. fucking trash-talking QGs. I can't say we.
1: <laughs> so, anyway, we get past this battle that I genuinely don't have notes on. Um, And Maxie, like, got his ass handed to him by Edna, but still is intent on awakening this super-ancient Pokemon that they're here for for a reason that is unbeknownst to us and, like, probably unbeknownst to them. Ooh. So... Obviously, Derek, what do they do? They pull out they, their orb.
0: They just whipped out some orbs. Whipped Who out the doesn't orbs. they just and whip out just,
1: the orbs. Yeah. That's the only thing to do. <laughs> and then you
0: bring out the ancient Pokemon when you whip out those orbs. They're uh, Their they're milkshakes essentially bring the Pokemon to the yard and yeah. fucked us over because these Pokemon just happen to be giant legendary. Now, right. I don't know what their plan was because, like, I get it if they would have sent, like, a grunt or something to do this because, like, okay, but. They, do they not care if they die? Because, like, thankfully, spoiler alert, obviously we survived this encounter. But, like, there's no promise that you're going to live through this. And they're just like, fuck it. Take my orbs and fucking awaken this monster. Just fucking kill me if you Which, want to.
1: for the record, is Groudon and Kyogre. I don't think that we've said that yet. Kyogre. But, I mean, to your question, Derek, like, I think... From what I can tell, again, having just completely speculated about what's actually going on here and have zero evidence to actually back up any of my claims, like...
0: That's how I live every day.
1: I think, you know how when you're a little bit younger and you go through a nasty breakup and you have this, like, race to see who wins, quote-unquote, like, who gets to keep quote-unquote the most of their friend circle who gets the new into the new relationship who you know has these other life wins a new job a new car whatever um and it feels like that's what maxi and archie are doing at this point is just like racing to see who can prove to the other one that they don't need them anymore and it's like honestly guys just like do what the rest of us do when we go through a breakup and like cut off your hair and dye it maybe get a piercing and like get really really into poetry for six months or something i mean not that i not that i have this is is not based on personal experience of course
0: (laughs) no never yeah i don't like the way they're handling it like ending the world like not that was not my first instinct i'm trying to think back to the last breakup i had i'm pretty sure like i don't know that was a weird one we bought each other gifts we were very happy to break up so that's a that doesn't (laughs) count um (laughs) But in most of the other previous breakups I had, I can't think of ever wanting to end the world. That's never really what brain jump to. So whatever. Cutting now, your
1: hair though, right? Like that's definitely a motivator.
0: <laughs> yeah, I actually know. I had long hair for a while after. I don't remember. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're I, apparently girl,
1: just better adjusted than the rest of us. No,
0: probably <laughs> not. I think I was just, I'm trying to think back before that, but whatever. Either way. Now. Yeah. Fuck you, Marchie and a- Marchie and Axie. Maxie and Archie for, like, <laughs> potentially getting us killed if, if it hadn't gone better. Um, now they get a frantic call talking about there's these weather changes and, like, they need to get away. Like, no shit. You just awakened some ancient world-ending Pokemon. Obviously, the world, like, the weather's changing and shit. You literally did this and now you act surprised. So, like, fuck y'all for not even being prepared for what you're trying to bring on to the, uh, the end of the world. And, like, the weather's just off, all of this. But before we get to the ramifications of these two dumbasses... We have an exclusive interview with them from field correspondent Gabby, so let's jump over to that. A quick break and we'll be right back with the show.
1: Hi there folks, field correspondent Gabby here in the seafloor cavern with none other than Team Magma and Team Aqua leaders Maxie and Archie. I don't know if I can say it's good to have you here, but it's certainly interesting.
0: Well, um, I guess thank you for the invite. Why not? I guess we might as well. Uh, yeah, I think it's a great idea to be here. I'm so excited.
1: Alright, well, two very different energies here, but we'll see how that plays out. Uh, let's just get right into questions here. Uh, can you tell us how did you discover this lair of the super ancient Pokemon?
0: Well, um, there was an event in my life where someone I trusted, someone I believed in, someone I put all my faith in, betrayed that, painfully, disrespectfully, 14 times. So I went on a self-discovery journey, and I found them. Duh, that's a uh, a little bit different than what I did. I was on a uh I was on a journey myself. I found uh, I was making a lot of friends, you know, lots of lots of friends and I made I made lots of friends and I ran out of places to make friends in, you know. You know, when I say make friends, I mean have sex. So you know what I'm talking about. Now, and I was running out of places to do it and there was this big ass cave. I was like, "Oh, there's a fucking cave. Let me go have have some sex there." And I saw I was like, "Holy shit, it's Maxie." and, and I ran into him there and there was a, a legendary pokemon. Bam
1: gonna go off the rails here pretty quickly so let's just keep moving right along um once awoken what did you expect the super ancient Pokemon to do
0: at this point I did not care wipe out the planet wipe out my brain wipe me out I wanted it all to end I wanted the pain to go away and this Pokemon was so much better than what had caused me this pain What about you, Archie? What do you think? Well, duh. I wouldn't want half the population to get wiped out. That wouldn't be good. I've already fucked half the population. I ran out of people. I couldn't find any more people. I can't have that. No. So, no, I I don't want that. That was not my plan at all. It was an accident.
1: Okay, but could you tell us, Archie, what what you expected to happen if that wasn't your plan?
0: Oh, I thought I could pick up more dudes because everybody would be like, oh, cool. That's the guy that found the Pokemon and I could just keep doing that. It'd be my pickup line. And you see what I'm dealing with, and you wonder why well, I want the Pokemon to wipe everyone out.
1: Alright, yep, I think that clears things up for me. Um. So, what exactly was your plan once the super ancient Pokemon uh, did wipe out half of the planet?
0: I don't know. Go on existing. Hopefully, uh, certain people would be amongst those half, and I could just go on with my life and feel like justice has been served, and, and I could move on and find another... Uh, Love her and move on and make a family and live out, you know, as most criminal masterminds hope to settle down and little picket fence and wife and husband and kids and all that good stuff. Duh. Uh, Yeah, I didn't think too much past that. I was just excited to see a big ass Pokemon. All
1: right. Um, well, this has certainly been interesting and I would love to spend more time talking with the both of you, but unfortunately we're running low on time, so... I'm going to wrap this up with one final question, that patented hard-hitting question for the folks at home. What do you say to the allegations that you two are ex-lovers who broke up because one of you cheated on the other?
0: I would say no comment. I'm not going to put any personal business out. Oh, hey, but Maxi, what are you talking about? We used to fuck all the time. Of course we was lovers. I'm sorry I cheated a few times, but I can't do nothing about that. Is that. Does that answer the question?
1: Now back to our show
0: good to know um uh,
1: good yeah. good to not know i don't feel like we got <laughs> anything out of that like like Nothing all of our speculation is still not actually backed up by any evidence and like i don't i don't i don't know what's going on the only thing i do know is that this weather situation is yep. very miami because it's like
0: it's just random really
1: hot <laughs> sun and then like torrential monsoon rain downpours and it's like ah yes yeah. i thought i moved away from this subtropical climate but i was wrong apparently nope, <laughs>
0: can't get away And to make things even worse than the end of the world, Steven shows up as Maxi and Archie leave and points out that the weather shift is bad and tells you he's heading to Sidopolis to investigate without telling us how the fuck to get there. Steven, we don't like you. We're tired of your, you can't see my fingers, but I'm doing the little quote thing, help. Like, fuck you. (laughs) Fuck you pretending to help. I'm on to you. You're probably the one behind all this. You're probably the mastermind that's planning all this. And if you're not, because you're too dumb to be, Steven, we're tired of your ass
1: it's just honestly like I don't know that I want to like accuse Stephen of being patronizing but it's starting to definitely get a vibe of like Stephen does not trust Edna and QGIS to be able to think critically and grasp like what is happening around them in the world and it's like come on man I think we can all put together that like really hot sun slash torrential downpours are bad like I don't even want to, like, sarcastically say thank you for pointing that out because, like, I'm not thankful that you pointed that out because it's literally the most fucking obvious thing that there could possibly be.
0: Like, literally, though. it's.
1: And then he just, like, flies away, doesn't tell us how to get to Sutopolis, and, like, that's honestly worse than the, like, towing on patronizing tone because it's, like... It took us forever to figure out how to even find the fucking seafloor cavern from Moss mm-hmm. Deep City, and now we're about to just get fucking lost. I'll use Derek's spoiler alert. Edna and I got lost in the fucking ocean for, like, several hours because Yo, we could not figure out how the fuck, fuck supposed to get to Sootopolis.
0: The ocean never ends. The oceans lead everywhere. There is too it much fucking ends. water
1: we found evergrande city which is like where the elite four is if we ever you know get there without the world ending before we found sutopolis city like that's not how this is supposed to work guys like the map is also not helpful
0: water is what i have to say (sighs) now and now for a quick word from our sponsors With the departure of Team Aqua and Team Magma, Seafloor Cavern is finally open, and this is the attraction that no one has been asking for. Have you ever wanted to go on a nature journey and see the beautiful things nature has to offer, but instead of driving there or walking, taking an incredibly expensive submarine down way below the ocean surface into an incredibly dangerous, potentially unstable cavern? Well, of course you did! Do you want to see Kyogre and Groudon, two Pokemon who, honestly, we're not sure what they're capable of. They could definitely just, like, straight up murder you, like, just fucking dead two seconds we don't know but like that adrenaline rush that you're looking for are you the type to skydive without a parachute are you the type to free jump off of cliffs well take that next step go see legendary pokemon go under the ocean and potentially become part of it in this amazing attraction come see seafloor cavern
1: Now back to our show.
0: Getting on a Route 126, yeah, after surfing the waters surrounding Moss Deep for hours and hours and days and hours, I was so fucking pruned up. I looked like I actually started in a terrible life decision. I started rewatching random parts of The Walking Dead, and I looked like one of the fucking <laughs> zombies on that show because I'm fucking pruney as fuck. I'm wrinkled. I'm being drugged around by this mud kit. I'm regretting every life decision I've ever made it's all salty so like i'm all fucking like dry it out too i look you know what i look like in spongebob the little old lady that was like chocolates i want chocolates oh! that's what the fuck yes. i looked like by the end of this <laughs> it was a mess But we finally after many hours find a dead-end route with a crater in the middle uh, and these water routes don't end like literally just deep water everywhere so we just it. dive we dive in this crater and just like c4 catherine we find a cave on the bottom of the ocean leading us to synopolis why there's not better signage. Why there was no warning. Why there's nothing to help us get there. We've talked about this before, but, like, this is definitely their strategy to not let anyone make it to the Elite Four slash Victory Road slash any of that shit. Because I don't think they're prepared. They want an easy job. They want to do the bare minimum. So they're just like, fuck it. If you can find this place and get a badge, good for you. Because we're not going to make it easy.
1: Oh, yeah. Because not to mention, Steven's going to Sutopolis City for reasons that are not explained to us. Conveniently, Seatopolis City is also where the 8th gym is in Hoenn, so we're like, okay, great, whatever, like, we'll follow you, Steven, we'll try and figure out whatever the fuck you're doing, and while we're there, we'll pick up the 8th gym badge. But, I mean, we've said throughout this journey that, in comparison to Kanto and Johto, the gym leaders in Hoenn have more or less been available and accessible, like, we haven't had to go track them down. (laughs) So it is, like... Very surprising to me when Sutopolis City is just fucking impossible to find because you're right. It's like, it's not just relevant to the apparent end of the world here, but also to all of the trainers who are trying to find the eighth gym to finish their Pokemon gym challenge so they can fucking go to the Elite Four. Like, I don't know how you could possibly find this. You're literally just in the middle of the ocean and yeah. out of desperation dive down to the bottom and happen to find another cave opening that honestly we only noticed because we had just been to a similar seafloor cavern honestly i thought it was the same place and i was like all right we just need like a fucking break like let's go it's inside like a nap and nap down some here shel- at this point yeah. well it was like right, let's find some shelter from the sun in here but then like it ended up being sutopolis city so like yeah. it was honestly all just like dumb luck on our end
0: fucking ridiculous like sutopolis Y'all clearly don't want any tourism money because there is no signage, no nothing like that. Like, I am yeah. sick of what you throwing down. I don't like it. Uh, and on top of that, this, the city is just impossible to get around in, impossible to navigate. Uh, you mentioned that Edna was just, like, searching for a Pokemon center and accidentally interrupting. He <laughs> found Steven and Wallace. So, like, fuck you, Steven. Clearly, you knew how to get here and didn't give us any fucking heads up
1: yeah no edna having wandered around the oceans of Hoenn for several hours like her pokemon were in desperate need of a pokemon center so she's like all right let me like do the responsible thing and take care of my pokemon before i go figure out what the fuck steven is doing and found steven before she found the pokemon center and got like pulled into this conversation and she was trying to like be like no hold on like wait a second but like they just talked over her so (laughs) we had to sit through this conversation before we could continue searching for a pokemon center
0: oh my gosh well on the other end of steven being the worst thing ever you do mention that the wallace is kind of a gay icon at least so that that's good oh
1: yeah oh yeah so fabulous like the cape situation the like turban situation i'm very into it bring back capes honestly yeah i'm with you if i could just
0: rock a cape every time i went out why the fuck would i not
1: that is you, kind of a thing in women's fashion now. Cape are a thing, yeah.
0: Look, but I'm we say don't this go now. anywhere
1: that requires formal wear, so no. Capes. I'm gonna say
0: this now: dudes need to start rocking crop tops and capes and Final Fantasy shit. That would be wonderful. <laughs> I I, I want to do that. I don't know where I can show up in a crop top and a cape, but fuck it, I want to do it.
1: You know where you could show up to with a crop top and a car- crop top and a cape? Where? Mike Kane's apartment. <laughs>
0: Hey, Mike would be so proud of me. If I ever showed up to Mike Kane's apartment with a crop he probably would, like, I don't know if he could love me any more than he does, but he would find a way.
1: Right, and then he would be the one who would know where to take you in your crop
0: top and cape. <laughs> I, I'm going to start, look, I'm going to pledge this now. At some point, I'm going to show up to some sort of, like, party or some shit in a crop top and a cape. I want to do that shit. Sounds like it would be a wonderful time.
1: I love this for you. All
0: right, I'm going to get a picture of it. I already went to like. Did I show you pictures? It's a fun fact for the podcast. I went to like an '80s themed prom.
1: Yes, you sent me pictures in I the was moment, very, and I was like, I don't think these are for me. And you were like, Yes, they are. I was like, Okay, thanks. I got. I didn't re- ask for any of this.
0: I got very drunk that night. Um, I tried I to could do. Tell. Yeah, I tried to do parkour outside of my apartment and just busted my whole face. <laughs> I still have a scar. I don't know if you can see it, but I have a scar here. I, I have a fucking. See. Oh, scab I can see here. that. Oh, I have a scab God. over here, like right here. You can probably I see a little bit. I wish that more. was
1: on video. Oh man. Uh,
0: I broke our, or I broke the commemorative cup. We got it. Was a, it was a rough time, but uh, fun times, fun times. So now, uh, you know, it
1: was also a rough time. This conversation between Wallace and Steven because yep. they didn't actually give us any details about nope. what the fuck was going on. We got this like vague description about the cave of origin being the source of all life, which is, of course, conveniently here in Zootopolis city in this giant crater, whatever. Of course. Um, And that has something to do with the orb that we got from that old couple at Mount Pyre that, like, still not really sure, like, what was going on there and, like, why we ended up with these orbs, but whatever. (laughs) Um, But at the end of it, Derek, of course, like, as one could expect – the final outcome is that these 12 year olds need to go fight a legendary pokemon because <laughs> like the gym leader can't do it and steven an adult can't do it so send in the children i guess
0: the more we get further into these journeys the more i realize these gym leaders are fucking useless they gotta let little children and some dumb children at that no offense to Edna, Conor you just here take care of it it is not okay it is a well mattress.
1: it's like wallace is a fashion icon don't get me cool. wrong gay icon fashion icon not a gym leader icon because no, yes he's no. clearly shirking the responsibilities of being the most mm. powerful gym leader in Hoen, Yeah. um by not having any signage or like directions to his city much less his gym um but then take that a step further and like he's just not even going to like assist with this situation.
0: Yeah, it's egregious, obnoxious, annoying. But either way, we have to make our way now to the cave of origin. And the interior is dark as fuck. But like who has kept flash for this long? Like honestly, not this should be like a weed out thing. If you still have flash, you just need to go back, turn back home because clearly you're not doing anything right. Nobody keeps flash for this long. So thankfully the path <laughs> is pretty like straightforward. Kind of you can just like feel in front of you to not walk into walls and get out of the dark and try to just make it through because otherwise like we'd just be fucked like there's no way q just is not patient enough to any degree to go find a pokemon teach flash and go through that whole shindig again even though he has yeah like multiple pokemon that don't need to be in his party either way
1: yeah i feel like ninkata should be able to do some like firefly shit and like phosphorescence of flash but in any case, luckily, like you said, this is pretty straightforward. It's just like a spiraling cave again, so um, we just kept our left hands out touching the wall and eventually made it down to where Groudon was.
0: Yup, get down there. Now, was there any issue that Edna had with defeating Groudon or for for Q, just Kyogre was kind of a, sounds mean, but kind of a, a easy, easy battle.
1: Uh, Yeah, no, same with edna as well i mean i think that she was just over this at this point because like still not clear what the hell team magma or team aqua are trying to do still not clear why edna the child needed to be involved in all of this and she was like i'm just so fucking done she's not gonna try and catch this pokemon that's like actively trying to end the world like she's not gonna piss it off even more um and the groudon when she battled it its ability in battle causes the sunlight to become harsh just like in the outside world um after it escaped and was awakened and that was really convenient for edna because groudon is a ground type pokemon and her tropius ellie knows solar beam and in groudon's ability that increases the sunlight uh intensity that meant that Elliot. Ellie, the Tropius could use solar beam every single turn without having to charge it up and um, completely destroyed the Groudon.
0: It was really a similar story for QGIS dealing with the Kyogre because it's water type. And it just so happens that P to the plus was is electric. And that's really, like, not anything more exciting than that, uh, to be completely honest. Like, yeah, it, it just, it was very anticlimactic considering... How much is built? It's like this legendary world-ending Pokemon and a little baby, like, Plusle of all things. The most adorable little fucking, like, ball of cuteness is just like, yeah! And it's like, fucking Kyogre's like, ah, and just dies. Like, yeah. That was, uh, Did
1: you take advantage of Kyogre's ability, which I think causes, uh, rainstorms?
0: Yup! So that is a thing where recently, uh, Puzzle did learn Thunder. Or Thunderbolt. One of the two. Thunder. Thunder, thunder. yes, Thunder. (laughs) And uh, I didn't know this at the time. I thought just luck was on our (laughs) side. Drizzle really fucking helps Thunder, and it can't miss. So uh, (laughs) this Kyogre definitely signed its own death bill by being like, woo, water, and it's like, fuck you, I have a baby electric mouse.
1: Yes, yeah. So glad that um, Q just was able to unknowingly take advantage of the 100% accuracy of Thunder during rainstorms.
0: Which, like, if you
1: stop to think about it for, like, seven seconds totally makes sense also risky like, as fuck like what if we had gotten
0: smart. what if we had gotten too drenched and we got i mean that not that he'd ever think about that but like
1: yeah either way i mean so, that was not a problem for us so once i'm, we I'm glad disposed, that you're not fried
0: <laughs> yeah so am i but once we disposed of these world ending beasts but they're kind of cute i'm not gonna lie It was kind of sad seeing them just get like beat up and run away scared and cry um the weather in Hoenn does get back to normal, so they've stopped their shenanigans, they've stopped their hooliganery, and it's back to normal. <laughs> like, the weather is, is back to not being Florida weather. Uh, when we get back to the surface, we do get some like, very half-hearted thank you from Steven, basically like in- encouraging us to be like, Oh, you should go challenge Wallace. He's returned to his gym. You guys are so good. I don't know what your secret agenda is agenda is steven but like clearly you have one and i'm not buying this whole like we're happy for you approach i think you want a credit somehow and you're mad that we got it or we i
1: cannot decide if i think that this makes wallace more or less iconic because like wallace sends these children into this cave in his own hometown of which he is the eighth gym leader and doesn't even stick around to see if they survived (laughs) like like i'm kind of into it actually like i was being really snarky about it earlier but now i'm like wow like talk about top tier self-preservation like i'm i'm i i get it
0: (laughs) fucking savage not gonna lie but my thing is like yeah like you'd think there'd be some sort of like gratitude though but there's no no parade no celebration Like, stop the world from ending, and it's almost like Wallace and Steven have decided nobody's allowed to know because we didn't do it. So as far as they're concerned, let's just, like, oh, let's just pretend, we don't want to make the people panic. Let's just pretend like nothing happened, keep everyone calm, we're on to you. You're just trying to be an asshole. Right, and,
1: like, let's keep people calm and not try and panic and tell them that this, like, super ancient legendary Pokemon, like, was awakened and, like, almost destroyed the world. Like, let's all just conveniently not consider the fact that, like... Literally, everybody else in Hoenn was aware of these fucking monsoon like baking sun interactions. Like, people knew it's like, okay, picture this you're in Slateport City, right? You're on the beach, you're having an ice cream, maybe you just did some shopping. And you're laying out, and then all of a sudden, like, the intensity of the sun just gets really, really hot and really, really bright, so you're like, okay, I'm gonna go into the ocean to cool off, and then it, like, starts torrentially downpouring, and then you're like, okay, let me get back under my umbrella. And this happens back and forth, you know, several times over the course of an hour, like, you would be pretty freaked out, right?
0: I mean, I don't know. Again, from Florida, that type of shit just happens, (laughs) but, like, I think... For everyone else, yes. You should be completely out. Okay, think about out.
1: the old people in Loveridge Town in the hot springs.
0: Oh. Like, oh. they'd be
1: pretty freaked yeah, out, Yeah, right? I would
0: think so. Yeah, I mean, I would hope so. right.
1: Well, yeah, okay. So, like, you have all these weather changes going, at least for several hours, right? Because that's how long we had to fucking surf around to find Sutopolis City. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, everything just goes back to normal. And it's like, okay, so we're just like not gonna acknowledge that anything happened and like Perfectly let everyone fine. believe that they had like a collective like hallucination of this fucking weather pattern i totally just fine. was like yeah this just completely makes sense so
0: anyway yeah. we
1: headed off to the gym because <laughs> at that point it was just like whatever a dog like i don't fucking know like let's just finish this fucking pokemon gym league challenge so that we can move on with our lives and take on the elite four and bring this journey to a close because it's been really chaotic
0: it's been very frustrating so yeah we're finally at and and i kind of misspoke before saying that like uh these these city names uh that yeah so we are finally at the stopless gym because i kind of referenced before that we were trying to get there for the gym We had to stop the end of the world first. I I apologize. Our priority was stopping the end of the world. Then we'll get (laughs) to the gym. The funniest thing is these little children are going to get more praise for beating Wallace, who doesn't even really take much pride as a gym trainer anymore, clearly is just about being an icon, than saving the end of the world. But we'll just leave that where it is. And now for a quick word from our sponsors. The Cave of
1: Origin is once again reopened to visitors in Hoenn. Come travel to Zootopolis City and take a guided tour through our famous Cave of Origin, rumored to be the origin of life in all of Hoenn! Our tour now includes dioramas of the legendary Pokemon Groudon and Kyogre, a facility upgrade that was definitely already in the works and has nothing at all to do with those strange weather patterns. (laughs) Haha, I mean, what weather patterns? Uh, come to the Cave of Origin today! Now back to our show.
0: Finally, get to this final gym, and it is a water type gym. Which, like, I actually find interesting because it feels like water types are one of the easiest types to prepare for, if I'm being honest. Uh, yeah, if
1: you just spent several fucking hours surfing On around water? the ocean. Yeah, I- it was extremely easy to prepare for. Like,. Edna just walked in with McClintock, Hermione, and Ellie, her tropius, and, like, fucking wiped the floor with everybody in that building.
0: Well, not to mention, on top of that, the fact that, fucking, for QGIS, just, he just had to take on, like, the legendary world-ending water Pokemon. So, like, clearly Fair. he's ready to deal yeah. with, like, the scariest <laughs> of water Pokemon. Coming to see, like, take on Wallace's, like, fucking Milotic and, like, Whizcash, like, no, there's not really
1: Milotic. We've been over this. It's Milotic.
0: Mil- it's Milotic. <laughs> Hello, my name is Milotic. I will uh, use my ability Marvel Scale and I will uh, water pulse into your face.
1: Okay, milotic. thank you, Milotic.
0: <laughs> milotic. Okay, no. either way, whatever it is, they all it, it was not very eventful, it was a very easy gym battle. Kind of anticlimactic. At the point of just trying to stop the world from ending, this was almost relaxing in the context of everything that happened. It just wasn't all that exciting.
1: Well, I would say, though, that this gym puzzle was... Yo, fuck puzzles! One... <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was one of the more interesting puzzles. So I I really liked uh, Wynona's gym with the, the turnstiles and then Wallace's gym here. So... The way Wallace has his gym set up, it's all ice-themed because, obviously, we're in a water-type gym. So, like, it's all going to be ice-themed, right? Which
0: makes no sense. Like, <laughs> fucking annoying. We're literally on a continent that is 99% water. And somehow, the only place that is not full of water is the fucking water gym.
1: <laughs> um, but Wallace has set up these three platforms that are increasingly larger in area in size. And you have to, as a trainer, walk on these platforms that are made of ice and therefore not that structurally sound. And you must walk one single uninterrupted path that steps on every single square foot of this ice patch without doubling back over yourself. Because if you step on one square foot of ice more than one time, you'll fall through. To the underlayer of the gym, which is where all of the gym trainers are. And they're all women, (laughs) thus, like, further solidifying Wallace as a gay icon. (laughs) It's kind of
0: weird that he just keeps all the women in an underlayer. It looks like they're kind of trapped in the ice down here. Like, it's a little weird. Like, he has a dungeon full of trainers.
1: Like, I hear you. I hear you. But also, every single one of those women was like, oh, my gosh, Wallace is the best. And (laughs) you'll never be as good as him. So, you might as well stop trying.
0: True. True. That's my
1: Wallace Groupie sound.
0: There, you killed it. You killed it. <laughs> I got my Milotic sound. You got your Wallace Groupie sound. We're good to go. Now, so yeah, ice, I'm not gonna lie. Of all the puzzles, I do enjoy ice puzzles. I think it's a little fun. Um, because you get to yeah, like, you get, like slide, and you just kind of slide across and slide across, and then like go. It's not particularly difficult, which is also nice. So I, right. I did, I did enjoy it as much as you can enjoy a fucking puzzle. But either way, now the gym. We already mentioned this. Very, very easy. Between yep. Plusle and Minin and Tropius, it's not really you got Thunderbolt, you got whatever Tropius has, it's fucking Leaf Things. Razor Leaf. There we go. See, fucking Leaf <laughs> Things, Razor Leaf. It's all we should Correct. you know what? We should be able to nickname attacks in addition to the Pokemon. I think that would be a great addition addition that to would every be game.
1: Complete chaos. <laughs> Can you imagine like <laughs> You're training a Pokemon, and you rename its moves to something ridiculous, and then you, like, revisit that Pokemon, like, two years later, and it's like, what the fuck are your moves? (laughs) Okay, so actually, that's probably not that great of an idea, but...
0: (laughs) I still like it. What
1: is a great idea is traveling around the oceans of Hoenn and then taking on the water gym. Because as we've said a billion times already, this battle with Wallace was a fucking cakewalk. Yeah. Um, and upon defeat, Wallace gives us the rain badge, which lets us use waterfall out in the world. So that waterfall that Edna found that leads to Evergrande city, we Slightly can go useful. there now because of course we found that before we found fucking <laughs> Topless. Um, And then he also gave us the TM for Water Pulse, which I'm like, okay, clearly like Wallace is not interested in being a gym leader because like you're the eighth gym leader and the TM you give out is Water Pulse. Like, (laughs) come on, that's pretty weak for gym number eight.
0: Honestly, like, yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. Like, on the only thing I've ever heard of Water Pulse being used for is if you have a water Pokemon you can trust, you can get like a back massage from it, and it kind of like gets you in the back (laughs) and it feels good. Not anything super useful. Oh, like
1: Jets in a hot tub? Yes. That shit's great. If you
0: haven't done it before, try it. A little uh, (laughs) uh, life hack alert out there. But, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, that's kind of lame. But, there are now eight gym badges for both Edna and QGIS. I can officially challenge the Hoenn Pokemon League. Um, Now, there is definitely some grinding that needs to be done before then. Um, And, at this point... We probably have like 12 more years of exploring water routes to even get back to dry land. So, fuck it. We might as well train this squad up on the way. I can't think of anything else better to do while we're trapped at sea. But for now, it's going to wrap it up for this episode. Wish us luck on this never ending sea journey. Uh, next episode, we're going to see the abandoned ship. We got Pacific Log Town, Evergrande City, Victory Road, and the Pokemon League. But for now, this has been Pokemon Radio with your host, Derek and Sessie on Professor Oak's Pokemon Talk. Sessie, hit him with the social media.
1: If you are on social media, you can find us at Pokemon Radio Pod on both Twitter and Instagram. If you listen to the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts, please do rate and review us there. And then no matter where you listen to our podcast on whatever platform that might be, please do subscribe or follow the show.
0: This show is made possible by support for your Goldrod Public Radio subscription from listeners like you. Always remember, each Pokemon to understand, you better not evolve. Pokemon? (laughs) What the fuck is Bonk Bonk?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Fucking leaf thing? That could be any number of attacks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> why why the world does this with
1: <laughs> what is snot rocket <laughs>
0: why does my Pikachu no shocker <laughs> <laughs>